Here's today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. The House Armed Services Committee drops its top line for the defense budget to $631.5 billion. It could mean Congress is close to a budget deal. Committee Chairman Mac Thornberry has said he wouldn't consider a top line less than $640 billion unless Congress could come to a multi-year budget deal. The House's version of the annual defense bill could create a sixth branch of the armed forces, this one dedicated entirely to military operations in space. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. House Armed Services Committee Chairman Mac Thornberry is throwing his support behind a proposal to create a new U.S. Space Corps within the Department of the Air Force, similar to the Marine Corps' role as a separate service within the Department of the Navy. Congressional officials say the move is motivated by worries that space missions are too low a priority within the Air Force's current budget. Air Force officials oppose the split, saying it would hinder efforts there are Already making to integrate space into the fabric of military decision-making. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. Three senators want to know how the Defense and Veterans Affairs Department's plan to work together on adopting the same commercial off-the-shelf electronic health record. Senate VA Committee Chairman Johnny Isaacson, Armed Services Committee Chairman John McCain, and Appropriations Veterans Affairs Subcommittee Chairman Jerry Moran write to DOD Secretary James Mattis and VA Secretary David Shulkin. They want answers to more than eight questions about their plans and VA's timeline, cost estimate, and procurement plans. Air Force patients at five military hospitals will be able to use a telemedicine program operated by Veterans Affairs under an agreement between VA and the Air Force Medical Operations Agency. The agreement covers Air Force members being treated in areas ranging from Anchorage, Alaska to Hampton, Virginia. And defense travel officials seek ideas from industry for simplifying the government travel booking and reimbursement processes. In a request for information, DOD asks for details on lowering costs and streamlining transactions for travelers. Complaints about the defense travel system stem mostly from slow service and high operations costs. GSA finally gets a politically appointed leader. Alan Thomas was sworn in as the fourth commissioner of the Federal Acquisition Service at the General Services Administration yesterday. Thomas says he brings the perspective of a customer, a consultant, and a contractor to his new job. He replaces Tom Sharp, who retired after more than 30 years in government. Thomas says he plans to take the next few weeks to listen and learn about the culture of FAS by asking three basic questions. What is most important to keep? What is most important to change? And what are the obstacles to that change? I'm Jason Miller. The Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board applauds the House companion to the TSP Modernization Act. FRTIB Legislative Affairs Director Kim Weaver says she has no idea if and when either chamber will take up the bill. She says lawmakers have few concerns about the legislation, but there may be too many other priorities and little time to get them done. House Oversight and Government Reform Committee Ranking Member Elijah Cummings and Government Operations Subcommittee Chairman Mark Meadows introduced their own version of the Senate bill last week. The Environmental Protection Agency starts rebuilding its advisory boards. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. A few weeks after dismissing several dozen members of its scientific advisory panels, EPA is looking for new members. Nominations for replacements appear in the Federal Register today. EPA has two main statutory boards, one for general science and one for clean air. They advise the agency on policy. In a release, Administrator Scott Pruitt says he wants the reconstituted boards to provide what he calls balanced scientific advice. I'm Tom Tammen. And the Energy Department awards nearly $9 million in small business grants to develop sustainable technologies. The 58 grants to companies in 22 states support projects like long-life batteries for hybrid cars, insulated windows, and wave-powered desalination systems. They're being funded by DOE's Office of Energy Efficiency and Renewable Energy. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.